0: A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix.
2: If any of our seminal family suffered home or business damage during Hurricane Sally, the Morgan Law Group can help you. Don't fight the insurance companies alone. The Morgan Wall Group can help you file a claim and get the settlement you deserve.
0: It's time for Seminole Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, featuring ESPN Tallahassee's Jeff Cameron, Warchant.com's managing editor, Ira Chauffel, and senior writer, Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, pistols, and pies starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron.
2: The Seminole Headlines 97 ESPN Radio begins right now. This hour, brought to you by our friends at Registered Sausage. Delicious sausage for all. I see Corey. I see Ira there with WarChant.com. They too like the register meats, register sausage, all the goodness on game day and otherwise. Corey, you still getting after the uh,
3: jalapeno cheddar? I uh, haven't had that in a while, but I crushed uh, some short links. Um, Stephanie again, God bless her, made made me some for uh, breakfast a couple days ago because again, that's how I got it wired over here, guys. Yeah, it's you just, got it locked lockdown. The only thing that bothered me was it wasn't served to me in bed, but other than that, everything everything worked out well. Uh, it is, I'm not lying, folks. It's really really good. I I don't eat. Um, I, I don't go out and partake in a ton of different sausages, but this is literally the best sausage I've ever had. It's
1: great. The, it's great. I think I think I'll, the next meeting I have with Ben, the sausage guy, I'll pitch the uh, Corey's new tagline, which is uh, register sausage, putting women back in the kitchen, was, yeah. which is apparently <laughs> great, great. What, uh, what you're doing. Your, your wife is an executive with the state of Florida, but, you know, or your wife. Wow. Wow, we're wow. uh, wow. we gonna we we edit it. that. Well is this Dang. thing on? Is this thing <laughs> working? What is going on? <laughs> girlfriend three. Your girlfriend's a higher up. Uh yeah. And uh and uh you're uh, you got her whipping up sausages for you. But that's a. she wants to do it. She wants you to be happy and register sausage will make you happy. So men, men have go, been telling, go eat some.
2: Men have been telling themselves that for years. She wants <laughs> to do it. <laughs> yeah, of course she does.
1: <laughs> she wants you to she wants her man to be happy, of course. She,
2: that's she right. She couldn't wait to do that. She and lives she for the it. She lives she for wants it. To. <laughs> <laughs> she, she couldn't wait. Hey, we're talking after a freaking win. How about them apples, boys? A dominant showing in the second half. All right. Look at those back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back to back to back to back to back touchdown drives. Forget about it. Here we go. Let the winning begin.
3: Hey, they're not going to go winless. They got, they got one dub. That's a start. you got to start. Hey, you can't get to nine wins until you get to that first win. That's right. That's right.
1: Yeah. yeah the journey of a thousand miles, right? The, mm-hmm. The text messages that were flying around when it was 14 to nothing were, uh, were something else.
2: Tough times. Uh, I, I got to know because I haven't spoken to you guys uh, off the air. Uh, Corey, I haven't spoken to you at all since the game. And Ira, I talked to you yesterday, but I didn't ask you this on the air. Uh, was there a point maybe midway through the second quarter uh, they're they're gonna lose and and if so, did you think not only are they going to lose, they might get blown the hell out
1: well, the concern yeah. i had the concern I had real quick was just that you looked out there and there were so many young guys, so it's like who are you gonna lean on? I mean, you know you got Tate Rottenmakers it's fourteen nothing Tate Rodemakers having to tell Lawrence Toffili, another freshman like where to stand on plays you've got uh Marvin's out for the first half, Robert Cooper's out, so you're playing you know true Thompson a lot of snaps I mean I just that was to me, and you know, your two, two starting offensive linemen are suspended, so you don't have Maurice Smith. And I mean, I just like, who are you going to lean on? That was my biggest concern.
3: Yeah, I, th- I thought there was definitely a chance. Oh, I definitely thought there was a chance they were going to lose, and there was a chance they could get blown out only because you knew Blackman wasn't going to play. And I didn't know that tra- Travis was even available. So if they were going to ride or die with Tate Rodemaker, the way he looked, uh, yeah, that was troubling.
1: I mean, how is it? You're just, you're asking yourself, how how's he going to dig himself out of this? And I, you know, to his credit, I mean, and, and Kenny Dillingham said yesterday he didn't think, he thought he responded pretty well to it. I will say this about Tate Roddenmaker. I don't think he changes no matter what's happening. Like, he's just this country kid and he's just going to play football. His dad's a coach. He looked, he did look this. He didn't look rattled. I mean, he, he was like eight for 12. He just, he had no pocket. He had no sense of what the pass rush, he had no time sense of how quickly the pass rush was going to get on him but it's not like he he after he threw that pick six like I expect him to just kind of come out there and he can't take a snap I don't think that happened I don't think there's no hope for him I just think he the speed of the game was way too much
2: yeah, he looked like a freshman quarterback who uh was playing slow, no doubt. Uh real quick though, <laughs> I will say this, and and I certainly think he's gonna be fine. Obviously he's gotta get bigger and stronger and get used to the speed of the game, and we'll see what his career becomes. This is no uh, you know testament to what that will be. It's a it's a tough first outing. But I would say this, you know, Corey, you go back further. Um, I'm I'm wondering, I was at the Georgia Tech game when they were doing the Kentucky Derby and they brought in uh the rooster and he threw the pick six uh yeah. from his from his own two uh and i remember at the time thinking that might be the worst pick six or worst throw i've seen in florida state football history but i think tate's interception may have surpassed it as the worst interception ever thrown by a florida state player well, i mean it look
3: was, it's it's on the mount
2: rushmore it is it's like it's hard there. To do worse than that he th- not only rolled to the side there where he was supposed to go, but looked at not one but two defenders blanketing his receiver and just chose to pull the trigger anyhow. Yeah. Just,
3: that's it just didn't, right right. didn't even throw it hard. Like no. lobbed it to the guy. I would put it up there. The outson the one was just so infuriating more than anything else. Like, yeah. come on, man. Why don't you go win the game first before you want to put in your backup? And what do you need to get outs and snaps for? All right. Hey, we're not here to litigate 1998 or whatever that was, 2000. Yeah. Um, But, uh, but I would say the Jameis win against Notre Dame, where he throws off his back foot like a pop-up straight into the middle of the field, might have been his only incompletion of that half, but it was an awful, awful interception in a big game. Those are the two that come to mind.
1: Isn't a uh... Didn't Ricks have one to Dequell Jackson that was just like right here, just take oh, this? Oh, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Yeah, like a Ricks little actually, screen pass.
2: Scott, that's God. Ira, you shouldn't open that Pandora's box. Ricks had several unreal interceptions. So did Drew Weatherford towards the tail end of his time as a starter where he was broken. And I think it was one against Boston College before the half that you go, what yeah. the hell was that nonsense? Yeah. yeah. So, so there have been, been some. There have been a few, but this is – I'm going to, I'm going to vote this one highest on the list right now. And I don't, again, that shouldn't taint who he is moving forward. It's just that now he owns a rather dubious honor of arguably the worst interception ever thrown by a Florida state quarterback. That was remarkable. He well, really was the there was yeah. no reason to throw the ball. It just, I mean, it,
3: it's hard to understand how it happened. Especially when you consider the opponent.
1: Well, in the, in the, it's going to be in the pantheon when we, one day, during a summer, maybe during a pandemic, we'll, rank him. Uh, we'll do our top top sixty-four worst turnovers in Florida State history, and maybe and he he'll definitely be one of the higher seeds. Yeah, he's a high seed for sure.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, all right, so that we got that out of the way. Don't worry about a Tate. I'm not I'm not letting that cloud my vision about what you're going to be moving forward. I'm just noting that. That was, that was exceptional. That's an interception. (laughs) I watched it like six times because unfortunately for him, they had the angle from behind the quarterback. So you could see what he was looking at and you're like, dude, (laughs) there's nothing there.
1: But don't you think to, and not to keep harping on this, but like it is indicative of like the, the challenge of playing young players. People ask me, why don't you just play the young guys? It's because they don't have the situational history to call upon. Like you said, he he rolls that. The play was obviously it was a one read one throw.
2: Yeah, it's so he not. so
1: he's doing what he. But in practice, there weren't two guys right there. So, <laughs> but now he'll know. Oh, I can just throw it out of bounds. Yeah, just chuck it. Like the, that's the an piece. option. Yeah. You know, I mean, like I, you know, some of the plays like that first touchdown they were and they had where Stephen Dix tries to like take a shortcut to get in the backfield. Well, you can't do that, man. But no. I think now he'll know he can't do that. You know.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I will say that this might have been, oddly, the best-case scenario for this team to win the game the way they did and to play all the guys that they did and to have to come from behind and discover, for whatever it is, an identity, at quarterback – because they, they obviously got to build around Jordan Travis's strengths right now until Chubb is ready and you begin to work him back in at, or work him in for the first time at some point. But at least this kid gives you some competence at the position. You know what he can do with his legs, and then you build off of that uh, and try to set up some easy throws for him. Uh, and then, you know, they played with a the rhythm there. They kind of began to figure it out. So they have an identity now they can build around. They didn't have that at Miami uh, you know, and and so it, it may not work against the better teams. I think some of his throws will get picked off um, against the better teams, but at least you know what he is and you can game plan during the week for his skill set and that, and you came back and you found out that you could rely on one another, especially the young guys. So there was something to build off of there. It wasn't you know it's not as empty as a lot of people want to say it is just cuz it's an FCS foe i mean this team hasn't beaten much of anything in a long time it was nice to get a win and it was good to come back the way they did
3: well yeah the 34 to 3 run um and scoring five touchdowns in a row i don't i don't know when that's happened around here since Jameis. Uh that just hasn't happened much five touchdowns in a row so uh that that yeah that, that's stuff to build on i mean they were down and they came back and won a game convincingly um, and yeah, the quarterback position was played better than it's been played in a single game, in a single stretch, again, probably it, it, it's, it going back to Jameis. I don't know. There's been another quarterback that's led five touchdown drives in a row and they played some bad teams was, in the last uh, five years.
1: It, uh, so, somebody at FSU pointed out to me yesterday that, uh, cause I think we wrote that, that it, they didn't, we didn't know the last time. And it's actually in the post game notes, which nobody Ooh, ever reads. Okay, no, the, it was a uh, Delaware State, the famed Delaware, the Josh Kendo okay. game. Oh, that, State, doesn't, that doesn't count. So
3: seventeen was the last time. Yeah, yeah, and I don't even know that that counts, especially because that game was over before the kickoff. This game was, was actually a game. There was pressure. There was game pressure.
1: That game into, was over when when Josh Kendo got on the field. That's right. They couldn't
3: handle Kendo. That might have been his last sack. But uh, but hey, uh, I, I thought he played. I thought he played pretty well pretty by well. the way yeah um but yeah so i i think that's i think that's something to build on i um i, I think he makes the line better i think he makes those running backs better i think it's going to look different this weekend quite obviously but i think i think moving forward you now know what it can look like when it's operating when Let's, a quarterback uh, will pull it and a quarterback will run with it, when a quarterback will get it on out to his receivers on time, it can move and it can get first downs. Yeah, By they'll
1: the way- be able to
2: add. I'm sorry, they'll be able to add other wrinkles to it now that they know that he's the guy. Uh, they have other aspects of what they do uh, with with the with read option stuff and the and you know spread option. So that that'll be good. I mean, they'll build around that and add some more stuff this week.
1: I was just gonna say I saw Stephanie in the background of Corey's Zoom, and I, I was gonna tell Corey he's gonna start smelling the scent of register sausage. Uh, I was here just about to say, any second.
3: Hey, babe, that we're gonna need some sausage here, sir. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want to go ahead and get get some sausage going. There you go.
2: What Thanks. what are you gonna eat as a side, Corey? Are you gonna have anything else
3: with your with your register sausage? Uh, usually usually those sausages the side to my eggs. But uh, I don't. I don't like to look at it that way. I, I would say the eggs are the side say, to my registered sausage.
2: sausage. <laughs> they,
3: they call it sausage and eggs. It's well, not eggs and sausage.
2: Well, well played. Well played. But, uh, we'll we'll come back and look at the defense. I'm still a little concerned about, especially going into this next game. You are. Uh, you you a are a a little bit a little bit that's next on seminal headlines
0: seminal headlines will take a breather more next seminal headlines presented by capital city bank returns now on ninety seven nine e s p n radio
2: so let's look at the defense uh obviously it didn't start out well uh, they've got a they got a bunch of problems there uh, they're lacking some talent uh, they lack some you know some football awareness uh I don't know that Adam's doing a great job. I don't know that he's not at this point. He's getting really not a lot from his front. Uh, so it makes it difficult on the back end, obviously. Their linebacker play leaves a little something to be desired. They're scared to death to play any sort of press man because they don't think they can get pressure on the quarterback. So he's got to play the corners off, and that drives us all nuts when it's third and three and your corner's playing eight yards off the ball. Um they still can't get pressure on the quarterback uh, with that front they ha- they have to bring pressure in other ways. These are all things that add up to real problems when you play real good teams. Uh, I don't know how much better are they going to get this year. I am glad they're starting to play some of the younger players, but how much better can that group get i mean, uh, I mean it's
1: I, it's hard to uh, see it getting them a whole lot better i mean, I just, I just it just it is what it is. I mean, I think the they um i mean I think the, the thing is it's like they get lined up pretty well i mean that huh. was, that was the last couple of years they would they would get they wouldn't be lined up and you, before the snap you're like okay well they can't this way they can't stop it they don't have numbers like they, they literally aren't lined up well enough to stop the play so that's not an issue and the guys seem to I think in general to know what they were what they're doing what's weird to me is like I went I actually went back and watched a couple of these guys high school film last week their huddle film just to see like did they make plays in high school like were they guys that found the ball? And it's hard to tell because some of them are running free. They're not getting blocked. They're not going up against really good offenses that are accounting for everybody. Um, but and they, you know, some of these line, the linebackers tackle like Leonard Warner tackles pretty well. They just don't find the ball. They don't get off blocks. Um, you just don't see. And that that would be the biggest my biggest concern about the defense isn't that um, isn't really what he's doing scheme wise. It's just they don't play aggressive. They don't play as aggressive as the offense. I think, you know, just the way they attack blocks, the way they, I mean, you see it in spurts, but but overall you don't really see it. And I, so I, I think they're going to have to score points. I think Jordan Travis is going to have to score 30 for them to beat any team that's halfway decent.
3: That's correct. There's not, there's nothing to really uh, hang your hat on when you watch that defense. And it does bother me a lot. The easy completions. I mean, at one point, uh, I think uh, they were 15 of 17 to, uh, throwing, the, throwing the ball. Jacksonville State, 15 of 17. And I know a lot of it they're getting rid of. It's a short passing game. They're getting rid of the ball quickly. They did that most of the time, whether it was first down or third down. Well, you're allowed to adjust. And why do you give them such easy lanes to throw the ball? And if you're that worried about getting beat deep by Jacksonville State, then you, you got two five-star corners on each side. And you're that worried about getting beat up by those receivers, you got no chance the rest of the way to stop a passing game.
1: Well, I mean, if you never get home though, it doesn't matter who your corners are. I mean, if the guy has 6 seconds to pass, but he you know, did they they were
3: using 2 seconds
1: to no, pass. No, I got I got you. I got you. I'm just saying that's what the concern is that they're never going to get home. You know, I, I mean, I, I think, my
3: concern is that they're just going to move right down the field well, the whole game because yeah. they're going to give them eight yard passes.
1: Yeah, I got you. But what I'm saying is, you're, I think you're thinking some things can go wrong along the way. They can throw an in incompletion on third and two, or you, or they could, um, Commit a penalty. Uh, or they can, or they could throw a pick, or they could, you know, what I'm saying there's some bad things can happen. But if you, if you can't get home and guys are running routes for four seconds or five seconds, They're going to get open. Any receiver in college is going to get open against a DB if he's got a lot of time. And now you don't even have a chance of them making a mistake because they've got a guy running free. I'm just saying I don't like Adam Fuller got you know a little bit offended about the bend but don't break question somebody gave him yesterday. But like they don't give up big plays. Through three games, they've given up three plays of 30 yards or more, which you know that in and of itself is amazing. It's number two in the country. The problem is you would assume you'd make a play on one of those 12 play drives and they're there you got to you have to either make a play or the other team has to make a mistake if you're going to play that way but, but I, I just i, yeah, I think I'm it not all goes seeing, back to the pass rush
3: i'm not seeing anything on those on those short completions where there's even a play to be made there's nobody in the vicinity they, they Asante Samuel's playing 5 yards off his guy
1: Well, I like think they they have to break faster on the ball i mean they have to see it and break faster i mean they're not. They're they're playing. They're playing off, and then they're backpedaling. Yeah. And then the quarterback's turning to throw, and they're still taking too much time to come. I mean, up it's on the ball. it's
3: it's literally high school, middle school kids could make these throws. Some of them. And and the throws that that guy made, there were no wow throws at all on Saturday. And the kid was still fifteen of seventeen. They still had. He still drove them right down the field after the touchdown to tie it up at twenty-one. As easy as you please, and that's what's concerning. It's all concerning. You're right. A pass rush doesn't help. But if you're not going to get – it's great that they're not giving up big plays. They're still one of the worst defenses in America. They played one competent offense, and they got obliterated. So, you know, I, I, we'll, maybe hey maybe they've may taken some steps, and maybe maybe this week they'll hold Notre Dame to three touchdowns.
2: Well, the, the hope here, though, is that obviously they did begin to play a little bit better as the game went on when they – didn't yeah. feel like the offense could move the ball and give them a break and that they were going to be in the game. And then from there, they began to play with a little bit more energy. I mean, it's all connected. So now they don't feel completely bereft of hope. I mean, I'm sure even as a defensive player, watching James Blackman roll out there time and again, knowing that that sorry-ass offense wasn't going to do anything, left you very little hope. I mean, you weren't going to pitch a shutout. You knew that. So short of that, you were going to lose the football game. At least now you know. Man, you got to provide something here. Your offense is fighting. That offensive line is fighting. Atkins is doing a great job with a group that's substandard. And they're playing hard. They're playing smart. Your tight end is playing pretty damn well, uh, Cam McDonald. Uh, you know, they're limited in what they can do, but they're out there fighting now. I think they give their defense a fighting chance. And hopefully, those guys are inspired by that. They're not going to be great until they get some guys that aren't broken in here uh and, and and guys who have some confidence and believe they can make plays right now i think those corners got and they've been torched so many times they don't i don't think they feel like they can make plays which is a damn shame because as you pointed out ira uh, or Corey, we have a couple five-star corners out there uh, if there's a place on the field where you think some guys would be playmakers it'd be that secondary we said it coming into the season we thought certainly that could be a group that played well uh i, I know it goes hand in hand without a pass rush but man can I got to see a guy make a play every now and again and not one that's gifted to him.
1: Well, I also think the, the to your point, the, your first point, though, I, I agree with. I think everything, the defense will play better if the offense has a pulse. I, I really believe that. I mean, I think part of those, you know, like the Miami game, all the third down com- conversions, which just sapped the soul, I think, out of the, the fan base, certainly, but also the defense, you know, okay, we've got to play another set of downs. But it was also the knowledge that we're never going to score on the other side. Whereas with Jordan Travis, I think they 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 see something there. And I'm I'm I am interested to see what um you know what they do with the what the coaching staff does with Jordan Travis and how they tweak the offense because you know that Miami game, they were moving the ball until he went out. And that was the plan. I think he was gonna play, he was gonna be the focal point of the offense that whole game. Then they just weren't sure if he would be healthy in time because he couldn't practice all week for Jacksonville State. But but now if that kid can stay healthy, I think you're gonna see the offense. Geared even more around him, and you know, will I, I do believe they'll put up some points.
2: Seminal headlines 97.9 ESPN radio continues in a moment.
0: Seminal headlines will take a breather. More next. Seminal headlines presented by Capital City Bank returns now on 97.9 ESPN radio.
2: Yeah, and to the point that the uh younger guys played, you look at that chart of uh, participation. Boy, we all were clamoring for it last week. I know the fans were. I know folks on the message boards were. If you read my Twitter page or inbox here at the station, uh, obviously everybody just wanted to see a youth movement. Well, you got your youth movement, which Ira, you wrote about, and I think we're all happy to see because it means that Norvell is not afraid. He's not afraid to offend veteran players. He's not afraid to sit people. Warren Thompson found a seat on the bench. Uh, That's a good thing. Other guys were told to have a seat. They suspended a couple of linemen for missing curfew. So it looks like discipline's in play right now, and uh, messages are being sent. Maybe some more guys are apt to leave because of that. But I think at this point, what do you have to lose? Who cares? Let him go. opens up uh, spots down the line.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that it it felt a little bit like the – that he or the coaching staff, and this could be just us projecting, we're all on the outside. It felt a little bit like they kind of reclaimed authority <laughs> in that game. I mean, you know, sitting so many guys, uh, and then, you know, what, a day or two after the game, one of their DBs enters a, tra- enters a transfer portal. One who um, played by
2: the way, I, he played poorly, yeah. but he did play.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, he did. Um, and then, uh, you know, and then just the, the, um, Again, I just think the you know the the what he said about Tamari and Terry when we spoke to uh, Mike Norvell yesterday, he said he had a real heart to heart with uh, Tamari and Terry last week, and I think that comes on the heels of Tamari and blowing up at Ron Dugans on the sideline the week before, and I think what what you see there is you know they realize that I think with Terry it comes from a good place. Like I think he really just wants to win and wants to have success and has a hard time with his emotions. That's different than somebody that's defiant. Or somebody that's uh, a malcontent or creating issues, so I think that 's why he didn't you know he got to play in the game where some other guys haven 't um, but I did feel like that this you know you're seeing a, a sense that you know there was some authority being laid down in that game, which is a good thing
2: well, especially if you saw his uh, comments uh, after the personal foul penalty on the touchback, yeah. um, we all could read blips there, and uh, that was that was fun that was good that was um Certainly vocal and certainly uh animated, and uh, it's nice to see that because I think all of us felt the same way Mike Norvell feels.
3: I still don't understand where my sausage is. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I told her that 12 to 15 minutes ago. Still out there? No, I, they, I, mean, I don't even smell it. I don't even and smell I... it. <laughs> it's, it's no, that's, that's okay, babe. That's so the I thing. Understand. It's already
1: it's it. already cooked. It's already cooked. She just has to warm it up. That's what well, are you right?
3: But hey, what are you gonna do? Uh, yeah, no, I, I that this the thing that Jarian Jones did, the thing he did in the Miami game, the finger wag after the breaking up the pass, and then getting on sportsman on a touchback against an FCS school when you're still down in the second quarter, that's two thousand eighteen stuff, man. That's the stuff that needs to be and he's a transfer. So I don't know how he picked it up so quickly, but that stuff has to be stopped. It's just It's, it's hard. It's infuriating. And it's, and it's just what bad teams do. Who are you talking trash to, man? Who, why? Who are you doing that to? Go, you just, and of course they go right down the field and score. You give them the ball at the 40, they go right down the field and score. It's just things like that. Uh, the McCray penalty against Miami. Um, you know, the J, the, the personal foul that they called on Janarius, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't see it. I mean, I know he, I know he hit him, but that wasn't, that was just a, a penalty of, uh, you know, he aggression. He was trying, but that stuff, the like stuff, is just you. You, you got to clean that up, man. Ten, another ten penalties for a hundred yards. You know, after twelve against Miami, that's you know, that's that's two thousand eighteen stuff, and you're not going to beat good teams. Um, maybe any teams left on your schedule if you have ten or eleven penalties in a game.
2: But I well, do not think this is not, not if you're not good. Like really, elite
3: Florida State teams committed fifty. Sure, penalties. man, they could pick up the quarterback and. Throw, throw them into the yeah. Throw them into the band. Yeah.
1: The, it, and but I think what's this journey that we're on is to see how Mike Norvell handles these situations and then how the players respond. And I think that was kind of the thing in week three. We didn't get a chance to see in week two how Mike Norvell would do anything because he was at home and on his couch with the virus. Um, but in week three, I think we saw some things how he handled these situations. The Jarian Jones, as you're talking about, in the kick return or the kick coverage. And then also some of these other things with discipline. And now the next step is to see, okay, how do players respond to that? And now do you see, does Jarien Jones see the light or does he keep doing these things three weeks from now? And then that's, that's kind of how you t- see if there's progress or not.
2: It's weird too, because, you know, we talk about how kids deep down want discipline and they may push back, but they, they actually want it. But if you take it in a microcosm like in your own household and think about the times that you've had to seriously discipline your kids and how hard it is for you, like you do it knowing that that's what needs to be done, but you're, you're not fearful of their response, but it's uncomfortable. Like you, you hate it because it creates a tension and of, 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 you know, just discomfort. And you hope that, okay, maybe in an hour or two, they'll come back and the conversation will be different and you can have the conversation that you were trying to have before you had to discipline them or whatever it might be. It's like the same thing could be said on a football team where a coach has to tell some good players that he feels like he's going to need, hey, man, I can't have this. I cannot have it. We're not going to do it. That's it. And then you just kind of hold your breath as they walk away, sort of like, well, that's a transfer portal candidate or – they're gonna get with it. It's one of the two. It's gonna transpire. We're gonna find out. Some of the guys are gonna say enough of this. Some of the guys are gonna respond. But you gotta do it. And and that's a weird example, but anytime disciplines at play, it creates a level of discomfort for all involved.
1: Well, the great thing is, as a first year head coach. This is your window. You know, like this. Yeah, you have he, to do it. Yeah, he has to do it. And because the reality is. It's not like those kids are winning for you. The kids, the older kids who are who are acting the way they were, have acted in the past and and, and practiced the way they practiced in the past, that's not going to win you football games. So you you know, I'm not saying you want to get rid of them, but you're not going to go rush and chase them down either because they're not going to win anything for you either. Now Tamarian Terry's a guy. Again, I think he's the perfect example of one they are going to work with because I do think they think it comes from a good place. Like I've never heard anybody say Tamarian Terry's not a good guy. Not um coachable. I think he wants to do good things. I think he wants to be a positive force. Sometimes he doesn't know how to channel it. So I think, but the guys who you already I bet you there are, I don't know, 20 guys, 15 guys, whatever it is on this team that if they start walking to the door, Mike Norvell's hitting that little button that opens the door. Yeah. You know, he, he's not running after them. I mean, and I'm not saying he's chasing them off, but I, I don't think he's trying to prevent them either.
3: No, it, I mean, and, and no Florida. There are a lot of Florida State fans that would be like uh, good riddance. Um, it, you, you do have to cycle some of the stuff off the roster for sure. Uh, going back to the actual game, I did like also you mentioned Warren Thompson. Not. I mean, they had a huddle one time where there were 35 offensive players around Norvell and Atkins, and Thompson wasn't one of them. He was just standing off to the side, which, you know, even even Blackman would kind of Walk around a little bit and try to say something, even though he you could tell he was he wanted to not be on that sideline either. Um, but I like that they shrunk the wide receiver grouping a lot. And it was a bit, ba- it was basically it was Tamari and Terry and uh Pokey played most of the game. Keyshawn was sprinkled in there, Jordan Young had a big catch. But I like that they shrink the thing, man. If you know those are the two guys that you can count on that are going to block, that are going to run the, their defenders down the field hard. For the for the running backs, play them. Play them a lot.
2: Fun to watch the running backs, by the way. They're not, you know, we're, we've been spoiled. If you're a Florida State fan, having Dalvin Cook and Cam Akers is rather amazing. And now you see what it's like not to have those guys. But I will say the group they do have are likable dudes. They run hard. In many cases, they run physically, uh, and uh, meaning they finish runs. Um, I, I think – you know, there's enough there. I, you go back to the uh, uh, LaDainian Webb block on the blitz late in the game where he mm-hmm. picks up a block and he stands in there. Man, that sh- stuff shows up on film. You know, that's not – I mean, hell, I watch Leonard Fournette in the NFL and he's 250 pounds missing blocks and not even trying to get in front of a blitzy linebacker. And this is a kid, five foot eight or whatever he is, standing in there on a blitzy linebacker. These are things that – like make you want to root for guys and it shows up teammates see that stuff on film. So the more that that's put out there and the more that guys see, Hey, this guy, this guy will ride with me and he'll take a shot. Uh, the more you'll get inspired play. Look, those guys probably aren't elite. Uh, although I will say, uh, Toa Feely has a chance as he gets stronger and gets a little bigger, I think he has a chance to be a real, real good running back because he has real vision and he sets things up. Um, but of course he does, you know, he's right there out of St. Petersburg. That's what we do. That's what, the, that's what all of us come out of all, there, know how to set things up.
1: All the great players coming out of that Clearwater area. Oh, um,
2: St. Pete Clearwater area, baby. Churning them uh,
1: out. He, um, he also has a block that's on Twitter. It's making the rounds on Twitter and our message boards of, uh, a block he had on a Toffoli run around the left end where he blocks like one or two guys. And then kind of towards the end of the play, just knocks a guy in his ass. Um, it's, uh, you know, I like I like Damian Damian Webb a lot. I mean, I really think he's a guy that, uh, as that game went on, you could see not just the spectacular run he had, but just he's a football player. Yeah, he yeah. Is. I mean, you know, he's he's a football player, and that's the that is when you when you when you ask what's wrong with Florida State football over the last few years, how long has it been since Florida State was the team that that inflicted the punishment, that delivered the hits on either side of the ball? I mean, it's literally. It's mostly two thousand thirteen. I you didn't two thousand fourteen won because they were so talented, but you didn't feel like that was a team that in, in just brought fear to opponents. I think it's been a long time and I think that's the kind of stuff that's gonna be has to be part of the turnaround.
3: Well, and I do think Toa Feely has a chance to be something really I too. good. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, I don't know if if we want to parse what elite means, but I, I think he, he has a chance to be really nice. And Webb gives you something too. I mean, that's a that's a great touchdown run he had. Again, we we understand the opponent, but that's a great touchdown run that gives the, the thing that gives me a little more, um, I, you know, a little more encouragement about Toa Feely is just that he's done it against ACC teams too for short periods. But in those first drives when they used him, you could see that burst against starters, Miami starters, and Georgia Tech. See that burst and that wiggle. So I think moving forward, I, I just like him, man. I like him a lot. Um, and, yeah, and Corbin has a role too. Corbin yes. is certainly not an elite when it comes to quickness or burst. But, he's um,
2: physical and strong, though. And he is,
3: smart. and you yeah. give him a snap on third and one in the Wildcat, he'll get you two. You know, he'll get you one and a half or two, but he'll get it for you. And that's a big deal. They've been good on short yardage this year, um, which a lot of it has to do with him. He is a really tough kid. I like that trio, man, and they're all – they're all sophomores, right? Sophomores are freshmen. Sophomore
1: freshmen, yeah. Sophomore and Web, or freshman, yeah. True Web, Web, And Webb didn't play against Miami. But the best thing about that, the the spectacular run he had was I mean, the balance is amazing. But honestly, it's just that he the desire. How many guys competitiveness? Yeah, competitiveness. How, yeah. I mean, how many times have you seen a Florida State skill player when there's contact, they just kind of go down. You know, there's not that determination.
2: Too often the last few years, Ira. Too yeah. often, buddy. It's just the same old, same old. It's gotten so used to it, you just don't expect guys to break tackles or make exactly. somebody. Yeah, no, it's
3: brutal. I, mean, that- I got a good nickname, by the way, for uh, – I just came up with it off the dome. I really did. For Webb and Toa Feely, I'm going to call them the Seagull because Seagulls have web toes. Mm, web and yeah. toe. web Toa you- Feely. I, I, well, look, well, I'll go back you- in the last.
1: Working on it. Okay, well,
3: yeah. I, I like it though. The seagull, the web toes. You got you, somehow you got to incorporate web toes into it. This is so one of your
2: weaker way. efforts, Corey. But you can work on it. We'll give you Just time. It's early replies. for
3: you. It's I'll early. Be, you. It's very early, but it's I feel like it was pretty solid. I'm not gonna lie. You haven't even had your sausage.
1: I so oh, haven't even we're had caffeine. See, yeah. you're like our tomorrow and Tara. We're not kicking you out. We're not sending you to the transfer portal for that no. for that performance. We're gonna work with you.
2: But luckily, unlike Tori and Terry, we haven't had to have repeated conversations with you. Like Tori and Terry is a guy that you've had to talk to time and again, and it gets old, but I get it. Corey's, you know, look, it's an innocent mistake. He made a run at it. It was weak. We still love him.
3: We again, love- I, I think we're about to start having a, a Tamari and Dugan shouting match because I don't <laughs> think it was nearly as weak. As you oh, guys do.
1: It was it was the worst you've ever come up with. Like,
3: Seagulls the worst have ever. web toes in it's, web toe. Cool, yeah.
2: Web toe, toe feeling. Re- let's take a break okay. and let that simmer. You go get some caffeine. Seminal Headlines, 97.9 ESPN Radio continues in a moment.
0: Seminal Headlines will take a breather. More next. Seminal Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, returns now on 97.9 ESPN Radio.
2: Wrap it up the hour, and as we do, do you feel better about it, Corey? Now that you've reflected on it, you know that you're better
3: than what you just gave us? No, I'm. That's exactly who I am. That's yeah. exactly who i have always been. I'm corny. I hold you to I a high. I say dumb chance. things. Well, hey, look. I look. I've scored a lot of touchdowns on this show. We all know that. I've basically carried it for <laughs> at least the last half decade. I might to say I've carried it the whole time, but at least the ha- last half decade. Since you came so to your own. I'm allowed to have a bad what you what you guys deem a bad a bad moment. But still not going to it's still not going to shake my confidence at all.
1: In general, do you feel like the best nicknames are the ones you have to explain to people? <laughs> no. In as a, as a rule, look, is that?
3: Look, I, I'm so tired of everything being uh, a- every nickname having to do with a number or initials that yeah. I tried to go off the beaten path a little bit. But when you do that now in 2020, because so by, everybody's used to oh, we're just going to call them L L Dub Eight or lt Nine <laughs> or QB One, like I, none of that stuff, man. JB One, I'm not doing that. I, I'm going to give it a, I I shouldn't have even had to explain it. In fact, that's the last time I ever explain it. We're Guys, just going to call them the seagulls.
2: I want to interrupt here. Uh, this is petty, Corey. You, you should, we should move to something else that's just as petty and, and just as fun. And that is something that delves into the realm of Schadenfreude. Did you see the beleaguered ass shots of Jimbo Fisher? before, during, and after that beat down at the hands of Alabama. My God, he's not sleeping, boys. He's not sleeping. I think those Texas A&M boosters are walking in there with their boots. They're kicking it up on his desk. They're like, what's up, Jimbo? We got three this weekend, and he can't get him out of the office. He's having to dance for people at functions. He's holding the stupid dog. You can see it's all over his face. He just wants to sprint the hell out of there, but he can't. In shape, he looks so damn tired. That poor bastard, it's over, it's over. He should call it a day, ask for a buyout, and get the hell out of there. It ain't happening.
1: That was pretty good, Jeff. I think there's a, there's a quality, yeah. I didn't, uh, I didn't see that we people on the message boards were talking about it. I didn't get to see the game, Woo. so I didn't see that, but I did. It did one of the thoughts I had during the game when I saw the score. I think I said to Corey and I were talking about during the game when we were seeing the A&M score that it was like. You have to wonder at what point the recognition or the revelation, I guess, hit Jimbo that, man, I've got more money than we can spend here for assistant coaches and resources. I've recruited an incredibly high level. I mean, they have recruited their asses off since he's been there and you still aren't even in the same league. Oh, that don't even belong on the field. That's gotta be uh that's gotta and, be tough.
3: And it's, your five-star quarterback that you inherited Kellen Mond is worse now than he was when you got there. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he—it's it, an interesting game this week for them, man. Like that, there's a lot of pressure on him to win that game. Like if they it's come hard. in and let Florida beat them, because it's one thing to lose to Alabama. Um, now you get blown out by Alabama every year, but who doesn't? A um, and M fans aren't used to that, but if you are, they are used to that. But if you come and let Florida come in and house you or lose that game too, so now you're like. It's it's straight up the Sumlin era. Who do you guys not,
1: who, do you, who do you guys think wins that game?
3: Florida. I would think Florida too, but Jimbo might Jimbo this might is, have him. Uh, this could be a Jimbo trap game. He could trap was, old Dan Mullen and,
1: and win that game. It feels like this is a game that I think Jimbo wins. I, I just Jimbo don't trust
3: wins. his offense enough to score enough against Florida because you know Florida's going to put up some points.
1: I, I think just, let me let me say this: if if, if Florida the Florida State Jimbo. Would have won this game. And yeah. this like he would have beat like the Clemson games or some of those games like those situations. Now, if it doesn't happen, I think, yeah, man, I think it's uh, That is the one thing Jimbo can better, do is
3: beat Florida. Well uh, he, yeah, he uh, he's gonna
1: have to he's gonna have to really suck up to that dog and, uh, and really he's really gonna have to dance. <laughs> he's gonna I'll have to have dance.
3: Old revelry.
2: No, man, I can't imagine those that were so gung-ho and so excited and tweeting at Florida State fans that Jimbo was living rent-free in our heads and all that stuff now. They're out there watching this ass beating. they paid $75 million to take. I mean, every time they play a meaningful game, they're on the wrong end of an ass-kicking, just sitting there like, well— Okay, are we going to win any of these games? Yeah, I mean, obviously nobody beats Alabama, at least not frequently, although Auburn finds a way, and yet I would argue Auburn's roster is not as good as Texas A&M's roster. Bo Nick sucks, by the way, and they can't it's, – it's fun to watch all of this because there's just this look that – we've seen it, that gaze off into the distance, what the hell am I doing here look that he has on his face. And I it's been like – you know how some people have permanent bitch face – my man has that lost deer in the headlights. I'm really tired. Look on his face at all times these days. It's ruthless. I I'd had, be to feel bad for him.
3: He had to- a chance, man. He had a chance to keep this thing humming. He could have been here for 15 years and won uh multiple championships. He could have in the ACC,
1: but uh, no, he wanted to go to the SEC West. That is, that is the one thing I would say that like we've, everybody around here has said like, why couldn't we make it work? Why couldn't they make it oh, work with man, Jimbo? No. And the answer the answer, the question should be asked to Jimbo, why couldn't you make it work in a place where you could have rolled for years and years and years? Like, I get that the administration didn't do everything they should have done. But if Jimbo had just realized, hey, man, this is a really good setup like this, I could just dominate this this conference for a long time if I if I work with people as opposed to just get pissed off and and want to take my ball and go home.
2: Yeah. It's ultimately the big undoing is that his, his people skills are lacking. It's, it's clearly the thing that the line of delineation between him and people that are sustaining excellence for long periods of time is that they figure out a way to work with the people they have to work with. Not, not the dudes on the periphery. I'm sure Nick Saban is not chumming it up with people down the line, but there are a few people he knows he has to work with and does and does. And Jimbo would not concede to that. There's a book in there somewhere. Let's get to the headliner questions. We'll do it momentarily when we return.
0: Seminal Headlines will take a breather. More next.